Katie and Brady on the podcast. Jerky. Yeah, uh, you're triggered, right? It's, I've been triggered is- for like 20 minutes now because okay. I don't even remember what I, my my brain is so triggered that I blanked out how we how the conversation like transited to jerky. But it's there now. We before we hit record, we're always having these <gasps> weird conversations. We yes, were talking you guys about preserving know. food. Oh yeah, that's right. You were talking about a cool food preserver. Yeah, like and I said you should right. get a dehydrator, and you already have one. Because and then I said you can make jerky, and I got triggered. And then we talked about the jerky monopoly yeah, because so why is something made with basically scraps of meat it's so a freaking expensive? A jerk that doesn't jerkopoly. sound. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Oh, this is gonna go wonderful. Oh, I, um, I can't even wait. Okay, no, I'm, so I am. Yes. I'm legitimately triggered by the price of jerky. Mm. No matter where you go in the United States, or probably the, I'm sure it's cheaper around the world. Well, it's made from goat. If everywhere we if else, we have probably. any internet, I know we have some viewers in Canada. Unless you guys are just using a VPN, which I don't know why you would set your VPN to Canada. I don't know. That's that, kind of That awesome. doesn't seem like a good idea. But um, if you guys are in Canada, like truly as our as our uh, demographic data points out, um, let me know if it's the same up there because jerky in the United States is outrageously priced. It's like 11 bucks a pound. Yeah. Like you, there you get conservatively. The, I see on the shelf constantly at every supermarket I've ever been into or even worse at gas stations, these tiny bags of jerky, you might get like, you can if, especially for a road trip, you might get like... 25 miles out of the jerky if you if you eat it like I do. And I know it's not potato chips, it's meat, but like why should a tiny bag of jerky cost 8 bucks? I don't know. 8 fucking dollars. And it's not even that good. Yeah. Like a lot of it has been hanging in the warehouse for probably 300 years before they like mm-hmm. stick it out. And you know? at the end of the day, it just tastes like salt and pepper. It's just a vehicle to eat I salt and pepper. I don't know. They got a lot of flavors now. I could go off on that. There's Ameri- some good like teriyaki one. Like, I like the pepper kind. Yeah. And like even even pepperoni sticks are too expensive, but I want to focus more on jerky right yeah, now. Yeah, it's the jerky thing. Because... Because well, basically all jerky is, is like, some people don't even marinate it, but it's marinated chopped meat that's dehydrated in strips, right? You can you can press mm-hmm. it into strips or you can just do the strips of meat. Why is it so expensive? I don't know. I would understand it being expensive. If this was meat that came from, like, the Saudi Arabian prime minister... I don't even know what do, their government is over there. But, like, some fucking... Let's just say some, like, <laughs> some royalty in the middle of fucking Africa or something, okay? If it came from his elephant, it's some kind of crazy exotic meat. Or what? Or, like, the that? anaconda from the movie The Anaconda. Oh, if the jerky like, came from that. Then it would cost more? Yeah. Or, like, the Wagyu asshole jerky or something. Like, something yeah. that is really primo. Exactly. If what? this was, like, made of the Kardashian's ass... I would totally understand like the, why it's so expensive. But not just some random feedlot Holstein. Yeah, it's like, just, like, you know how many fucking cows are around here? I would understand if, like, New York City charged a lot for jerky. And I'm sure they do. I can only imagine it's ridiculous Do you there. think it's 20 bucks If you go to, like, there? a 7-Eleven in Manhattan, I'm sure the jerky there is even more expensive than the jerky here. But here where there's cows fucking everywhere, literally fucking... Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right now. Um, outside the window. It doesn't make sense that I should have to pay like 25 bucks for a fucking bag of dried salted meat. When I can get a ribeye steak and go grill it and just have the most delicious food in the fucking world for maybe 12 bucks. Are you paying for convenience? No. Well, do you think maybe that's... Why Why is it so expensive? Because... that Why, why can I get a cheeseburger, a whole cheeseburger for a dollar? True. And jerky's that much money. 
I don't know. Is it There's just no a regional factor thing? There. Is jerky less expensive? You know, I have traveled. I got some jerky for a buck a bag at uh, what, what Air Force Base. Or no, it was an Army base in Texas. Mm-hmm. But it was marked down. But, like, jerky goes bad. Uh, yeah, eventually. But it I doesn't last forever. It might be preserved and dried, but it still goes bad. But, I mean, like, realistically, in my lifetime, you could still eat the jerky. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's but, got the packet in it. But, but, but that's wh- the thing. is like, there's not really a convenience factor, as far as I can tell. Okay. Because, again, a do- you can get a whole cheeseburger for a dollar. True. That's an entire assembled, cooked meal. I don't know. With inflation, it might be a dollar twenty nine. It's probably a dollar twenty nine. Yeah. But it still, it doesn't like explain the jerky price. Like I can't figure this out. So my immediate assumption is going to be that there's some kind of mafia controlling the market on jerky because that doesn't make sense otherwise. Do you think that it's jerky like the healthcare market is all dissidents? What like, do you mean? Well, if it's a mafia, do you think that, that it's not even cow, it's dissidents? Like, the mafia is just eliminating people and yeah, that could they're be charging a, a oh, premium you know, to get rid of I mean, if we're going to I mean, yeah, because they, they got to pay the guys to come and collect the body, clean up the mess, for you know? Mm-hmm. You've seen Pulp Fiction. I have. With the, uh, Wolf, Winston Wolf. Yes. Like, he, he was driving a Honda NSX. And those are like, it's like, a, not only do you have to import them, which costs alone probably $60,000, it's a $100,000 car. So they're paying him good, and he just came and, like, hosed the dudes off. That's really all he did. Okay, so... And then so told them how to get rid of the body. <laughs> do you think that the jerky is, like, either than some sort of premium or paying a price premium as a consumer because of, like, the dirtiness of the jerky industry? I mean, let's examine I, We've this. got to figure this out. And knowing nothing about the actual industry of jerky, I know there's a lot of different options. And depending on where you go, there's different companies. Yes. But even, like, the... The megalithic corporation jerky. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the Jack Links and stuff like that. The guy, the one with the Sasquatch commercial. What's that one? Oh yeah, I think that's Jack Links, right? Uh, I think so. I just always remember the ones with the wrestlers. What is that? Uh, um, you know the big. That's pepperoni sticks. So yeah, Slim Jims. Slim Jims are Slim awesome. Gyms. Yeah, those are pretty cheap, but they're definitely not I am good so quality frugal. meat. I haven't. The best jerky I ever had was made at like a. Um, Mennonite market or something like yeah. Amish market, you get that, and it's still like eleven bucks a pound too. It, I just I don't understand the fair market value of jerky. Is and there I a don't... jerky consortium? That's like, what do I'm they saying. Meet every the, year in Cannon Beach, and they're it, like, let's charge twelve bucks a pound. They or have to like the like think of the Bilderberg Group, right? There's these powerful world leaders and 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 uh, top official bankers and and, and economists and yeah they meet you know once or once in like co- the Davos group they're they basically one they... of like that like they meet yeah. and they talk about how they can literally shape the world with their power and money and influence okay and so to me it seems like there's some kind of like you said consortium of Illuminati jerky guys who who meet and <laughs> decide how the market of jerky is but and then Katie made a comment like she should dip into the jerky market and I'm thinking cuz with budget jerky to kind of undercut the market share yeah like you you would do with anything if you could that's a good strategy usually especially if you're not the first there we could draw out the well, conspirators then I just don't think you could do that because to me there's a mafia controlling it and it's a good way to get whacked and turned into jerky Maybe that's where dissidents go. Yeah. I've been thinking about, you know, people like Jimmy Hoffa? Wasn't there meatpacking involved there? Is he? Did we eat him when we went on a road trip that's as very, kids? Like, that's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm concerned now that when I get some jerky at a convenience store that it might not be beef. Yeah. Like, let's say a company is making, you know, a good percentage of their jerky is human meat, right? Okay. We would never know because we already know 
from other discussions and from just general knowledge that you can just pay the FDA and do whatever the fuck you want. It's really not that hard. Like when I worked at an animal feed mill, they started these new laws, at least in Washington. I think it was a federal thing because the FDA stepped in and said, now animal feed facilities and the feed itself has to live up to human consumption standards. Okay. And so uh, what we did was we we did a few improvements to the mill. It was a really shitty mill. but It was old. But we were still violating a lot of that. It hadn't started yet, but we still needed to get up to par. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when people like OSHA came around or the FDA came around, you know, it's the typical corruption where the vice president of our company would take him out to this fancy lunch and go to the golf course and they'd do all these things. And then so, they, they would just conveniently overlook some of the problems that we couldn't afford to fix. So instead of paying you a living wage, they had to bribe officials so that they Essentially, could keep yeah. producing. You know what's interesting is I have a story about that. Um, I was going to buy this house at my sister-in-law's ranch and it was a block house right on the edge of a creek, Okay. And I was going to buy it and build an addition. Well, in order to get around, because you're not supposed to build next to water, but the house preexisted this, you know, county whatever building codes and stuff. They're like, oh, just buy five acres elsewhere and declare that a wetlands and then you can build whatever you want. Hmm. And I learned then that if you have money and enough lawyers or legal team time, you can do whatever you want. Just like you were saying, exactly. you don't. So that when it comes to, in regards to jerky. It's got to be contr- there's got to be a control on the market there. There has to be. Cuz I- it's one of those markets you would have to think there has to be control because it's in a really easy market to actually step into. Okay. And and kind of like I I think Yeah, cuz you I think most people like jerky. You it's just a fun need a snack. Commercial it's really chewy and you can dry it. Yeah, it's know. really easy to make. You just take some, you know, whatever cut it honestly doesn't even have to be a specific cut of meat, but you take whatever, you know, the cheapest cut of meat is Mm-hmm. Dry it out. You don't even have to marinate it. You can then just put salt and pepper on it, and you have fucking jerky. Super cheap, super easy to make. Super easy to make, especially if you have a good source, local source of you know cheap meat. And obviously, you're going to get better deals buying meat in bulk to make a lot of jerky. Well, and they say jerky is so expensive because I actually got curious. Of about course, this. she's googling it. I can't I wait. I actually now I'm excited to see the answer. Well, it says one of the more. main reasons beef jerky costs so much is water. Beef sixty percent water, so once it's dehydrated or smoked, you're losing a lot of volume. So you may have to pay three bucks for that pound, but you're only going to get what forty percent of that. Yeah. So that right there that is that makes sense. If you, that might be then a problem with charging by weight. And they and don't. I guess that is something you would do necessarily, but like. It's, it's insane. It's still not... It's still a big markup, though. It is. I think it is. Well, because it yeah. says jerky is expensive because of raw beef costs, high-quality ingredients, non-automated processing, required time and energy, and the dehydration project mm. process. So here's a bunch of other stuff. You so know, I'm just being ridiculous, then. I don't know. It's But the thing is, is it's not any more expensive than anything else. Like, you still uh-huh. have to pay the production costs to make that McDonald's hamburger or to make... Yeah. There's a lot more people involved in making a McDonald's hamburger, but that's a dollar, maybe what thirty now for a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's can't it used to so be so we're you know cents. Katie brought up maybe that the convenience factor is involved in that pricing. You know, you can just get it at the store. <clears throat> yes, and I was thinking maybe it's the price of actually shelving a product at the store because you're renting sell- shelf space essentially at supermarkets. Yeah, but it's just, like I said, you can get a f- cooked. Hamburger. It's a buck still. Fully assembled with pickles, onions, and all that works for a couple dollars. It's a dollar. It's very convenient. Yes, super convenient. And it's not just one food product. It's the bun. It's the Mm -hmm. hamburger. It's a piece of not. It's a lot of sourcing, and that's a lot of assembling and processing, and 
it comes out to be two dollars. So, What's more convenient than that? So they're marking up the mm. jerky because of the, the, the weight loss of dehydration. It kind of makes sense. And there's also like no way to reuse the water that you're like. What are you going to do with the you water you're, you're dehydrating? Evaporating it off it's as a as a jerky company, you really have no other way to use that water. Kind of makes sense. Well, people like, are drinking. You can't. Are you going to sell bottled jerky water? That's because gross. everybody's in plant based bill right now. <laughs> a lot of people are having. Is it, there's mushroom jerky. That's like a big new thing. Have you have you looked at mushroom jerky? That's a thing. I saw it the other day, and I'm like, what, what is fuck? this? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like dried mushrooms. I've had it before. Well, the mushroom jerky apparently is pretty tasty. It was like on the Shark Tank show. But hmm. It looks like jerky. It even and look at it, it's even marked up. It's a what is that? Two ounces for seven fifty. Wow, it's shiitake mushroom. That's worse than meat. I know it is. I think jerky and mushrooms grow out of the ground out of poop. I think that it's just <laughs> jerky is a costly process. And you're losing weight, so you might have to pay for like a certain amount of things. But then you're gonna have you're gonna end up with less things in the process. Let's say you end up with fifty percent of what you started with. That's That's probably an overestimation too. Uh, It probably is. Well, it it definitely makes sense, and I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. We solved a mystery here. Was there a mystery at all? Then the then the real question is: Who the fuck is keeping this industry alive at those prices, truckers? Don't blame truckers. They're taking, you know, they're having a bad rap right now. There's not a I'm not saying they're bad for doing it, but it's like, I want to now know who is eating the most jerky because they have to stay alive somehow, this this industry. And at those prices, I don't think normal people just go and get jerky all the time. It's expensive. I And it's not even a premium product. It's not like something that's mind-blowingly good. Do you think it's road-tripping millennials? It, It has to be road trippers or something, but that doesn't explain like the massive... Like, there's a lot at the grocery store, especially Super One. You got the jars of jerky. Then you have, like, this massive shelf full of all sorts of brands of jerky. So, so like, jerky somebody's like, keeping this industry alive for the fact that it still exists. Instead of apple pies, is jerky, like, well, and we're in a region. Is is yeah. it the Pacific Northwest's, like, apple pie? Are we it just jerky be. fanatics here, or is it a nationwide like, thing? Like, don't get me wrong, like, it is great survival food. It's great to take hiking. It's great to take on road trips, because you can chew on it and it keeps you busy, you know. But I don't but like, like paying that much casual, for it. Casual snacking, normally people don't go for jerky because it's expensive. Cause I it's always, you know, you, then it's sitting right next to chips. And we're like a dollar for a bag of chips. Well, it is keto unless it's bathed in sugar. Maybe yeah. that gets the diet people like jerky. Maybe be. that's the Maybe low that's carbers. Yeah. The low carbers are keeping it. Because if you, get, you can have jerky and pork rinds if you're low carbon. That's true. You think that might be it? I don't, I don't know. Also, is there a machine that rehydrates? Can we take jerky and rehydrate it and sell it for even more of a markup? That I It's already marinated, already cooked. You just rehydrate it, and you got a steak. That's kind of like, I'm going to kill the dog. Sorry, a, it's a corgi. That's okay. And I'm worried that someone's here. We might have to pause uh, Tyler was coming over, wasn't he? I think he was, but Tom's not back yet. Yeah. Pause. Uh, we'll be back. And we're back with our friend Tyler, yeah. who just showed up to uh, brew some beer. And we wrote a decently this. priced market, not ridiculous like jerky. So we were just talking about ridiculous jerky prices. Yeah. Who the hell is keeping this industry alive? We think it's a monopoly. There's going to be like one guy who just buys a shit ton of jerky. But Tyler's perspective is unique because you don't like jerky, right? Yeah. No, jerky's pretty... There's no point in working that hard for food in the last thousand years. <laughs> exactly, though. <laughs> okay. That's a good point because it's it's not even like a premium. What we were saying, it's not even like a premium product. It's not like mind-blowingly delicious, but it's $25 for a fucking bag. Do you think there's Ridiculous. cocaine in it or something? Why do we buy so much of it? I, I would I, I would understand its price if there was cocaine in it. 
Then it would make sense that it was expensive. And then it would also, it would be cheaper because it would then add to the cartel's, like, ability to smuggle the cocaine. So, this may be something that they should think about doing. But it's interesting what he said. We haven't (laughs) had to work, we haven't had, like, we preserve, we don't need to preserve food like we used to, right? I mean, we have refrigeration, we we have freezing. So, is it just a holdout to our agrarian roots? Like, I just think that it doubles as a prison shank, which is why it's so expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great prison shank. (laughs) Nobody would ever suspect it. You just, you know, you just tell them, I'm just eating some jerky, man. I just see some dude sitting (laughs) in his book. That's a nice edge you got on that. (laughs) No, I'm just picturing him sitting there sharpening a piece of jerky. But for real, like, that's a a good opinion, though. I like that because, like, yeah, you can, like we were saying, you can go get a fully assembled cooked cheeseburger for, like, two bucks. Pretty delicious. Yeah. And jerky is sitting here over here, $7 for like three little pieces with some salt and pepper on it. It's ridiculous. I don't like, know. We what used is... to make it in our dehydrators at home, so. Yeah, I mean... I've made jerky. It's very cheap and easy to make. It's, it's like just... not, even like, even marinating it in premium products, it's cheap to make. I wonder if on an industrial scale, like we were talking about, because the loss, you know, you have to buy yeah. the, you only get 40% for this. Is that part of like American consumerism too? Because like. Nobody wants to just stop at a, a piece of jerky, which was, used to be a chunk of meat, a pretty big chunk of meat. Is it our, like, first we're, world thing? Yeah. That like, we, we just want to... <laughs> we don't need that much protein, but we'll sit down and eat the whole bag. Are we flaunting our affluency by having Probably, the jerky yeah. obsession? Could be. I don't know. Could be. It's kind of like lobster. It used to be a punishment to feed <laughs> that to people, and now it's a delicacy. It used to be like what they fed the peasants and the, the Peasants slaves, and prisoners. The, the workers at the castle. The one percenter food. Because <laughs> it's a crustacean. It's, a it's literally feeder. one of the foods in, like, one of the first books of the Bible it says not to eat. Yeah. Because it drags its belly on the seafloor. Because it's definitely going to be... disgusting. But it's delicious. Food trends are a butter. weird thing. Mm. But I love lobster. But, but how did that... Be- I just love, like, the transition from shit food to, like, it's premium food. Like, caviar. Why the fuck do rich people, these fancy, rich, wealthy people, want to eat the eggs of fish? It doesn't even taste good. It tastes like fucking fish. It's exclusive. I think it's exclusivity. And like you got these stupid premium crackers. They're just crackers. It's just dried wheat. Premium crackers. In a disc shape. My premium crackers cost. And they call that like a twelve dollar hors d'oeuvre. Have you ever eaten caviar? I have not had caviar. It's I've had it's roe awesome. on sushi, but I've not Sushi's had good. caviar. Sushi was really good. Sushi's the really roe good. adds a nice texture to it. I wouldn't eat it for the flavor per mm-hmm. se, but the texture is a nice add on. Well, yeah. when I was a little kid there was the gum. That when you bit into it, it squirted in your mouth. Do you guys remember that gum? It was, I don't no. know. It was a gum. That is what roe tastes like. When I was a kid and ate salmon roe, I was like, yeah. oh, it's like the gum. Because like it's gum. got the hard kind of out- exterior and then it does the squirty thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the gum. But and it doesn't little... even taste all that good. Well, my it, uncle's... I mean, it tastes fishy. And if, if I want fishy, I'm going to eat some fish. My uncle's a fisherman in Alaska and the little kids in the native reservation, they used yeah. to eat it like cereal. They would put the roe out. They'd just milk it right out of the salmon, and then they'd put milk and sugar on it. And I always thought that was a little weird, but maybe... Uh, I definitely understand it as, like, adding to sushi. It does not sound appetizing at all. No, I do like herring roe on kelp, because it tastes kind of like a, um... It tastes like a potato chip would dip. Because you got that whole salty texture thing. But it's not something I want to eat unless I'm on the ocean. What I I like better than any of that, which costs way too much... This is cheap. You get a little $2 can of sour cream or buck whatever container of sour cream. And you put some Lipton onion soup in it. And, and it, you soup. have you have onion dip and it's delicious on any chip. And it costs like $2, mm-hmm. which doesn't hurt my feelings. And then you get to get fat and not break your wallet. It's wonderful. And then here's jerky over here for $25 fucking dollars a bag. Well, and 
it's like I can buy I seven. Get it. I can buy like seven <laughs> bags of Cheetos for that. Yeah, it was but, a lot more. But yeah. this is all just a big, really long-winded way of trying to figure out or trying to say that I don't understand who's keeping the jerky market alive. I still haven't figured it out. Keto people. Nobody's that desperate I for still, dried meat. I still feel like it might be the low carb. It's got to be keto. It's something. Somebody's doing this. Somebody's nobody would bother if there was only five people in the world that ate jerky. We maybe need to. There talk wouldn't to be twenty-eight different brands on the shelf at every store. We might need to talk to some truckers. Well, we our, our normal trucker friend isn't here. I know today, Randy's, so. not, Randy's here. not here. It's depressing. We've but, uh, forgot him. I don't know. You you were just ranting about the jerky. It all started. I got Tyler, triggered when we were talking about because right now it's preservation time. So like, there's the zucchinis and the beans and the cucumbers and stuff. I mean, I don't know. You guys, do you have a garden? Sort um, of? relatively. For the yeah. most part, we yeah. just have small things. Well, I mean, yeah. Wendy does work in a nursery, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to have some plants. Yeah. We've got zucchini, tomatoes, peppers, basil, do basic you, stuff. Do you wish every plant yielded like zucchini? I think that about that a lot. would be really nice. Yeah. Like, tell you what. How, how is that? There would be no food problem in the whole world if that happened. Oh, just if you just told ridiculous. everybody to plant a zucchini, I think yeah. you just get tired of eating it, though. Food, food is such an interesting problem in the world. Well, you and can I, do I would love everything to with zucchini, from chocolate cake oh, all absolutely. the way through it's, savory meals. It's to fairly healthy. Gratin. It makes good food. It's just that it makes an abundance of good. And food. you get tired of it very quickly because well, it doesn't actually have a necessarily a particular flavor to it. It just tastes like the earth, and there's nothing wrong with that. It tastes like. But like you get tired of it really quick, and you just you're basically just making it into a vehicle for seasoning or toppings anyway. So I like zucchini lasagna. It's just like chips, you know. It's pretty good. Yeah. My wife does a zucchini gratin. It's really good. You told me about that. Again, turning it into a vehicle for cheese, which is nothing wrong with that. A vehicle. But that's the only problem I have with zucchini is like there's too goddamn much of it and you get sick of it extremely quickly. And you're just like And you run and you have to like go out of your way to find different ways to use it, like making your mock apple pie. The mock apple pie was cool. (laughs) And then I made zucchini brownies the other day, Mm -hmm. which lasted. You're making normal things you would make, but you're just trying to figure out a way to shove the zucchini zucchini in it. it. Because it's sitting there rotting in your kitchen. (laughs) Would you notice there's three giant ones sitting on the counter? And unfortunately here's the problem. Like yes, there's an abundance, but like to send it to places that are starving is too big of a problem and expensive. It doesn't keep. It's like you can't it's too expensive to fly this cheap zucchini over to Africa where they're starving. And I don't get how why we have a world hunger problem. Why can't they just grow it there? I think they do. I was just looking. Then why at are they hungry? My one African friend on my blog They're thing, probably tired of eating it too. They probably are. <laughs> See, it's not America's problem that the world is hungry. They're just tired of zucchini. I get it now. They just they have zucchini. I'm enlightened. Zucchini fatigue. <laughs> That's a real thing, though. <laughs> well, you do get... Well, I've gotten to the point I, where when the zucchini's ripe, I just shred it and slice and blanch the smaller ones and then put it in there for winter. Yeah. Because you just... There's too much yeah. of it. But at the same time, it's good to not, like, be starving to death. It's good that we have the abundance of zucchini and it's relatively healthy. Like, well... It's not necessarily, like, all the amino acids you need and everything, but it's a good... Like, it's a filler food. Yeah, it's a good add-on to any meal to get a little bit of greens, you know? Or like Tyler said, you mm. put the cheese in it, and then it becomes magical. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be bad to freeze-dry it, either, and use it like noodles later. <sighs> yeah, or get the spiralizer, you know, turn it into actual noodles, you know? Oh, yeah, then freeze-dry Because it's healthier than wheat, for sure. I was talking about freeze-dryers like cost so. so much money, though. They I'm do. not arguing that one. The freeze-dryers are extremely expensive. They're like two or three yeah. grand. Could you know. buy... An industrial, a couple industrial ones, and start a thing where people bring in their foods and like you a freeze co-op? dry it for them. 
Kind of, yeah. Like a cannery that the LDS not, not people everybody do around here. I mean, there's a lot of Californians who could go out and buy one. Now, be a vegan butcher. But like, <laughs> you could start a little, <laughs> a little shop here, at least in this no, small town. No, mobile like one. A mobile Ooh, vegan a butcher. Yeah. And just go around. I like where this is going. Town. Hey, we're going to be in fucking Rathdrum today. And then everybody from the town shows up with their shit, and then you spend a couple days freeze-drying everything for everybody, make a good buck. Well, right? it takes a while to process It'll pay it. for the... It you would pay for the for... freeze dryer in a matter of months. Probably. So instead of a food truck, you'd have a vegan freeze dryer. Yeah. Plus, you could also do your own and sell it, like mobile farmer's market, essentially. The thing with food prep, though, is... You could even just take a cut of people's people... food. I feel like people, though, are, like, preserving things. I don't preserve oh, anything I don't eat. Because some people just preserve yeah. for the sake of preserving, and then they have, like, 30,000 jars and cans of things. That they and then they're always trying to pawn it off on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you end up with a bunch of shit you're never going to eat or use. Like those weird plum pickles wasted. that Aunt Nana made in 1975. It's like, <laughs> and she can't throw them away or dump it out. You know what? I took a bunch of that from my grandma one time, and then I had pigs, because I always yeah. have pigs. And I just made, like, this cool slurry and let it ferment a little. The drunk pigs were so happy. Yeah. See, there's always a use for our waste, but it's a matter of being, you know, kind Creative of about ingenious it? to do it. It has to be the right timing. It's complicated. You don't like those the, spiced the plum pickles? Food, food is hell? just a very complex thing. That sounds terrible. <laughs> mm, I don't want it, no. Well, and you don't want to be rude. Uh, no. That could be a whole you know. other conversation. I don't... Then there's also sometimes you get some really good stuff, too, from, from Nana. Yeah. She'll be like just, she just, for whatever reason, she just got a little crazy, maybe, you know, made a little bit too much jam, and all of a sudden you end up with 10 jars of fucking jam. Mm. That she made last year and just couldn't use it all because she's only one person. Well, that's what I mean. Like, at some and, point, and do Papa's you need like, I need that shelf for something else. 700 quarts of green beans and it's just two senior citizens. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you're bored. He keeps nodding. I know. <laughs> he knows exactly. We, got we all know those people. All of that stuff growing up. Yeah. It we all terrible. know those people. Was it terrible? See, and that's another thing. Growing up eating canned food and frozen food and stuff, you have this thing about, I had never eaten Hamburger Helper my entire life. And then you just wanted to taste it because your mm-hmm. friends all grew up on it, but you didn't. And it's pretty good. And then you're like, it's basically just sodium. The, the food scientists, <laughs> these food scientists that develop these processed box foods and stuff, they know what they're doing. They they taste decent, and then you just get some cheap, slap some cheap beef in a fucking skittle, skillet. Well, yeah. And you got yourself a meal real quick. Got three kids hungry, waiting, and being little assholes. Mm-hmm. So, like, Hamburger Helper's awesome in some senses, but, like... You get tired of that, too. Well, my wife and I upgrade it. We take the hamburger helper and put things in it, like the Philly mm-hmm. cheesecake. You put the bell peppers and the onions mm. and all that stuff in it, and you make an actual Philly cheesesteak. Hell yeah. Which and sounds awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you instead of hamburger, you use skirt steak. Start. Well, that's what I do yeah. with cake mixes. They're a great foundation to make about six million things. I, I do yeah. that all the time. That pretty much. You, you know. can't hear anything from it. Well, I made you guys donuts out of biscuits the other... I mean, yeah. like, there's... Yeah. But it's but at the same time, like to to add to that, anything is good when you put it in a, in oil and fry it. Point taken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could. Like, well, take I miss almost that damaged grocery store in Coeur d'Alene. <gasps> oh, that place was amazing. What was that about? That place. I never had anything that. Never that was damaged, dented cans. The boxes are broken. Oh. They had crates of cake mixes. Yeah, we had one of those. That had no boxes. It was a rainbow market or something they called it. We had one. Was that Liquidation World? Or which one was that? Liquidation you... World's cool because that's just like furniture that got damaged because the truck crashed. I don't remember what it was called, but it was in a little garage off of Government Way. That's out pretty by JoJo's awesome. Tattoo. I loved that place. And that place was yeah, super great. cheap. Because My... like, that's the first place I go in grocery stores is like the clearance rack because it's just like it's some the fucking same some stuff. dumbass dropped a can while they were stocking. 
And then I can buy it for half the price. It's a pretty good deal. Well, a lot of them are very talented with their razor blades, and they just cut the labels off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. So at the end of the day, the customer wins with these kind of things. Walmart is the best place to go for clearance rack. Because it's they have like an entire aisle devoted to the clearance section, and it's like there's nothing really wrong with anything. It's just like somebody messed up stuff that didn't sell, and they had too much of it, and they just took it off the shelf and put it on the clearance rack. And so you can get just these weird random stuff like golfing clubs and stuff. Well, the problem with food is liability. Because my yeah, friend food used for to work sure. at Dairy Gold, and like say a pallet of butter, not the fifty pound blocks. Mm-hmm. If the forklift barely just squished the edge of it, like just barely scabbed it, they had to throw the whole pallet away. So yep. he'd bring me home fifty pound blocks of butter that had never been touched. Yep. It was just because it barely scratched one box. Like I said, I, I don't understand why there's world hunger. Because it's like there is a thing <laughs> called Misfits Market where it's ugly food that can't be put out. Did, you know, so there, it's just that like yeah, thing. that's the thing. Or there's like um did you ever hear that there was this weird little documentary floating around YouTube like five years ago? It was a guy who lived off Pizza Hut. It was a bum. He lived off And pizza. he lived, he just happened to park his little tent and stuff right behind a Pizza Hut in this little forested area in like a town kind of like Rathdrum. Oh, I feel like that And they threw away oh, like they 10 to. fucking pizzas at the end of every shift because the workers got sick of eating the pizza and they, you know, they'll take home their share and then... It's because, like, customers will order it and it never gets delivered. Or they, like, oh, you screwed up. I don't want the pepperoni anymore. Whatever. Or they just, you know. But they'll throw them away. And this bum just ate like a king. He was just happy. He was just, like, he was never be hungry again. Why even buy a house? I would live right behind a food source. Fuck it. Our local grocery store for years used to do that. At the end of the day, when they were done cooking in the deli, you could come in and, like, give them five bucks. And you could take home the Mm -hmm. entire. But then liability happened. Probably one idiot person's all, oh, I got sick or something. And. Wrecks it for everybody else. Yeah. I don't like it. It's ridiculous. People are always stupid. That's for sure. Is that your mantra? That's a variable we'll never solve. No, that's a fact. It has nothing to do with a mantra. But then I wonder how many many times a day I'm stupid. I mean, I will admit that I'm stupid fairly often. Oh, I say it all the time. But I don't know. Like, growing up in the woods, you have to have some, like, modicum of common sense or you're doomed. It's more wisdom. It's a gained wisdom. Because humans are kind of stupid right out of the womb. I hate paying like full price for anything. Yeah. Like, especially in America, you shouldn't have to unless you are, you know, stupid, yeah. apparently, right? Well, you just said you went on this crazy escapade to Safeway and just paid, like, nothing for a bunch of food. I did. They launched because a new app. Because digital coupons are a thing. They launched a new app, and I updated yeah. it, and I got an entire cart full of stuff for 50 bucks. Okay. Like, I mean, it filled it and overflowing. The guy was all... So, not only do you win, the grocery store wins, too, because it's stuff they need to get off the shelf. Oh, they yeah. do these sales on purpose. They're very good at this. Where they put out these coupons and make it seem like you're getting a very good deal. And realistically, you are. But, but it's moving. like, they're still making a profit and they have to get this food rotated. So well, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful thing. Like, yeah, nobody should actually pay full price for food. Because after a couple of weeks, they'll put it on sale because they have to get it off the shelf. And There's most FDA people, laws about how long food can sit there and stuff. So. Well, and most people don't go and just buy the loss leader stuff on sale. They buy yeah. other things yeah. too, which then they make their money. So like people can make an entire, ind- I believe there was a show about couponing. About cheap being cheapskate. I yeah, extreme couponing is what I believe it was called. Sure, it was called that, yeah. But that's like a full-time job. If you're going to be an extreme couponer, they spend like 50 hours a week clipping stuff, and I don't have the time. I'd rather grow my own food than yeah, do but that. Some people yeah. make a profit off of it. They also aren't picky about what they get. Yeah. I had a friend that did it, and she gave us 50 pounds of 
pearled onions that were frozen <laughs> because she got 400 pounds of them. And you don't use pearled onions for hardly anything, especially the frozen ones. But no. they were $5 for 400 pounds. So she got all of these pearled onions that she just gave away to everybody. But there's literally no point to yeah. purchasing something she's never going to eat. And that's But it was a good deal at the time, and then you think about it, and you're like, hmm. Like, my buddy one time, uh, there were, that, it was a place like what you were talking about, and they had, like, this giant restaurant-sized bag of freeze-dried bacon. Yeah. He, for whatever reason, just couldn't resist. It was only, like, eight bucks, so he bought it, and it was in his freezer for two years. Every time we went over to his house, we were snacking on it. The they were putting it in every food we could think of, because we got stoned over there. We're like, dude, I know you got a bunch of bacon in there, let's just figure this out, and we just make these random bunch of bacon shit, and, like... For two years, he had this in his freezer. He didn't need it. It was just bacon. Well, and that kind of brings up another point. It's like that whole having self-discipline to not just buy something because it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's a hoarding thing. Oh, for know. sure. It's like, I mean, we've probably all done it. Like, oh, it's a good buy, right? It's the fear of missing out in a way. The phone. Because you see that price and you're like, I know what that is normally and I really should just buy this. Well, if it's something you're going to use, but like pearled onions, yeah. are you going to, do you drink that many martinis? Yeah. Like. But I think that part, it's part of a mental illness or something, because like a lot of people I mean, do I that. guess I could dry them and then grind them into yeah. onion powder. A lot of people do that kind of thing. But onion powder is like $2 Basically, for a huge this pound is, of it. Basically, this is why Costco exists, is because of that <sighs> mindset, where it's like, I have to have 50 pounds of onions. Some people do have to have 50 pounds of onions. And some people just go to Costco because it, you have to have a membership, and it's exclusive, and you get a lot of stuff. Well, I knew an old guy that bought electronics that way. He wouldn't spend three dollars on one part when he can buy twenty parts at two dollars a part. So he buys twenty way parts deal, yeah. at two dollars a part instead of one part at three dollars a part. For so sure. he only needs one part, but instead of spending three dollars for that part, he'll spend twenty dollars for you know a bunch of sixty them. bucks for twenty yeah. parts. But yeah. that literally makes no sense at all. Are you ever going to use twenty parts? They have. I think the electronics he was purchasing had over a million uses. So yeah. You could potentially, over but, a course of several years, use more than but one. But you said he was old. He is old. I, I will give you guys a little a cheat better code. better deal on that. <laughs> you guys want a little cheat code? A cheat code. There is one product at Costco that makes the entire membership worth it and pays for itself. <laughs> Diapers? Fucking AA batteries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they sell these gigantic bricks of AA batteries. And they are very decent batteries. Very long-lasting batteries. Kirkland Signature AA batteries. Seven ninety nine. Because pretty much everything that's not food at Costco is like seven bucks flat out. Like it's like going on an airplane. Everything's fucking seven bucks. I wish. Flat, flat across. I'm, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but it is like seven ninety nine. At least the last time I bought these, you get this giant brick. It's going to be in your cupboard for eighteen years unless before you, you ever teenagers. use them all. Unless you have teenagers, but even but, then, know. it's a good. Deal. That's where it pays for itself is if you use them a lot. But like, it's the same price as like a four pack of fucking double A's anywhere else. It's the only the one product at Costco. It's magic. It, it pays for the membership. You I could can't. have a membership just to buy batteries, and it would it wouldn't be less frugal. I haven't had a Costco membership since the kids were toddlers because paying to show. I mean, you can make it pay for itself if you get the executive one and you buy oh, yeah. your gas and you get your two percent back. I just I can't stand the one we have here. Is inv- it's there's too many of them, and I know you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> It, the I white hate SUV shop- people. I hate shopping anyways, but to be crammed in there with a bunch of hateful people that really don't want to be there, but they have to buy things like as a compulsion mm-hmm. is not relaxing to me at all. It's not worth like Co- the big Portugal for, flannel For sheets. what Costco costs, they sure could do a, a... I'm sorry to critique you, Costco, but there's some things that need to be said and nobody's saying them. Oh. You could make your fucking customer experience just a little bit better. Okay? I know how much you guys make. 
And I know it doesn't all go out the window, okay? Why do they, why, the, what's with the fucking boxes, dude? Nobody wants to haul in their boxes of fucking Costco food at the end of the day. Most of the time, it won't fit in your trunk at the end once you get out there and you're trying to squeeze it all in and one kid has to sit with it in their lap because you had to fucking but spend $800 there. But then it makes you feel there. like you're shopping in a warehouse. I know. Right. And then the other thing is like, I don't know, that, there's a lot of inconveniences to shopping at Costco. Like The main one is all of the people over 45. Mm-hmm. Because most of them have a lot of liquid income, and they have no patience. And then there's only two checkers ever at Costco, and so you have to stand in line out into the, like, what is that, the medical stuff? Yeah. And then someone's like, oh, I forgot my hemorrhoid cream, and they'll run and get it and hold up the line longer, and then they get in a fight over the $12 hemorrhoid cream, because it's like twelve twenty nine. Yep. And then you have to stand there in the middle of it thinking, why am I here? That's kind of why I'm not there anymore. It's just not my bag. Exactly. It was really good to go there for diapers and uh, wipes, though. They do a good solid there. But Yeah, there's I, a I few just... products there that is absolutely worth Yeah, diapers is one thing because you get this giant box. You get the huge box. It's cheaper than Walmart. You could build a house with those boxes oh, of diapers. For sure. And they last quite a long time. But honestly, I've been pretty happy at Winco and the restaurant supply store. Winco's pretty awesome. I do like having their, their little bulk section. It's awesome. Super fun. Every time I ever go hiking, it's like that's the first place I go is the bulk section of Winco. Because you can just get mountains of trail mix for very cheap. I miss his food store, though. I forgot about that place. Yeah, Those kind of places are times, awesome. But they closed down after the first yeah. two years. But that place was great. I mean, I dented cans. I don't care. It's still not broken. The seal's yeah. fine. It's just not aesthetically pleasing to purchase. So, A friend of mine um, made a lot of like side income. He went to a place like that for like electronics and furnishings in Spokane called Spokane Discount. And oh, the money maker there is the TVs because they'll get these discount TVs where like it's missing the remote or the box was damaged or there might be a couple little dents and scratches on the plastic, like you know the plastic on the TV. You just get those. It's like a hundred dollars for like a sixty inch TV because they just want to get it. They just want to make their quick markup and quick profit, so they'll just roll through these electronics because they get truckloads of them. And so the dude would buy these hundred two hundred dollar TVs that normally cost a thousand bucks. He'd fucking buy the remote. Or, like, get this little shit that you can fill in plastic scratches and crap like that. And then sell it on Amazon or eBay for a huge markup. And the people who are buying it are still getting a good deal. So he's got customers all day. So it's like... Have you guys ever been to the it's South? It's interesting. Yeah. That, there... I well, don't I've know. never been there, but I have no... If you... There are... Fl- like, my uncle lived in Tennessee. And if you go to Tennessee, the thing to do most of the time is to go to flea markets. And, like, the mm-hmm. school parking lot or church parking lots. And there'll be vendors that have all that stuff. I think they go find it places, like, out back of grocery stores or, you know, they know their cousin Uncle Jimmy's there or whatever. And they have flats of dented cans or... You know, somebody scored the front of the cake mix box, but the cake mix is still good when they were opening the box. And that is, it's a huge trade there. That and bootleg DVDs, which is probably not the same because, <laughs> boy, they got excited about those. There's a, there's a lot more red tape in the bootleg DVD industry, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I worked with a guy that would go a whole state over to a dollar store because every state and every county has a different inventory for their dollar stores. Yep. And he'd buy thousands of their knickknacks and he'd go to the flea market in his state. And, and he just put the one of them on the table at a time for a dollar fifty. And knickknacks at flea marks will sell for a dollar fifty-two bucks on the pop, and he makes oh, fifty yeah. to one hundred percent on it. And he can sell them all weekend, mm-hmm. making fifty to one hundred percent of his investment back easily. And all he has to do is drive across the state line, purchase because... in a different zone with a different oh. inventory, bring it back, and go to a flea market and just say knickknacks, and it's dollar store. Hell yeah. It's crap, but it's perceived scarcity. Do we have so anything people... like that up here? 
Dollar stores? Other than farmer market? No, the, the flea markets. We have, we have a like few farmers flea markets, markets, but that's more, that's almost corporatized now at this fucking point. Oh, they have monopolized. Uh, uh. We, we do have, I think there's a flea mart in Sagal. There used to be. There used to be. It Remember was on the side one? of 95 right yeah. there. And then yeah. Sagal in those lean tubes. There's some cool Went stuff there a few times. That. Yeah, there was the junk guy. He had like, he was sort of like that guy, but I don't know if we have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit here like that. Not necessarily. People are usually no. just Craigslist superheroes no. here. And anybody who buys knickknacks, they're just going to put them in their yard here, it seems. so. Yard knickknacks? Yeah. There's just I, a lot of people who buy junk and it just ends up in their I yard. I end up with other people's just, junk in my yard. I've never seen so many hoarders in here in North yes. Idaho. Thank you. Uh, you and Jeff are going to beat that into my brain that I'm too nice, huh? <laughs> Tom said it a few times, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it's, Tom's the one that brought that home. Okay, so <laughs> I'll quit being... No, it's, I failed. I'm going to probably be nice for a while. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to be less nice. It's hard. It's I don't hard. know. I just... Well, our, I would, a lot of our community, mostly around here, in every one of these little small towns, is generally nice. We're almost Canadian. Pretty much. Well, we are South. We're Southern Canadians. We are. There's just a, an imaginary line between us, but we're basically Southern Canadians. We are. I mean, we're I the say, South, I say in, I'm sorry at least once every quarter hour. Like it's yeah. pretty normal. Yeah. Because you know? we're the South, but we're in the North. We're just the redneck of the North. But because we're so, we have like we're Southern Canadians. Yeah. So that we can still be an excuse to be redneck. We are pretty redneck. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> I did have to make the children like sweep cow manure off my freshly cleaned trailer floors this morning, so I yep. don't know if you get much more redneck than that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you you're the, you both live in town, though. How's it feel to come out in the country? Do you want to call it in town? It's Athol. I don't know. Athol it's, and Rathdrum are pretty big town it's, living it's to me when that, I was a kid. You actually had, you had well, like, crossroads. To me, I came from roads. Spokane. It's getting bigger, but... Yeah, yeah your town has grown a lot. Yeah, Rathdrum's exploded in the last four Rathrum years. Rathdrum is definitely growing. I would be surprised if eventually everything's populated from Rathdrum to Post Falls. Well, it's and probably going to morph into Spokane because it's not that it's, big of a It's going to grow into Hayden. They said by 2030 it'll be Falls. like a corridor yeah. from the valley. <clears throat> will eventually meet up with Spoke, uh, Post Falls yeah. and then it'll kind I've of... I've always predicted you guys. in 100 years everything is just going to be populated from Seattle all the way to fucking Chicago. Just all down the Eventually. line. Eventually. I don't know if it's probably probably a lot more. Where than are people that are antisocial going to move? We're going to have mega cities. I mean, I like you guys, but it's getting a little bit crowded here for even me. Like mm -hmm. it used I don't know. I don't know why everybody just decided to like pile onto Idaho of all places. Most of the for my whole life most people thought we were backwoods idiots. Yeah. And At least Colorado has like the top tier skiing fucking resorts and stuff like that. Go there. We were known if as you a have bunch a lot of money, go there. There's more fancy stuff to do. This is Idaho. Quit we, trying to make we it fancy. We were known as a bunch of racist wood dwellers for yeah. a long time. I don't know. I just don't want everybody trying to turn us into Yuppieville, that's all. Too late. Just, there's a lot of people who move here. I'm not trying to be like, get out of my state. Because like, I, I want to welcome people, but like at the same time, they have higher expectations than they should when they get here. Mm. And it doesn't make sense. They do ask fun questions on Facebook yeah. groups, though. That's true. I do. It's very nice. entertaining. I mean, <laughs> and your wife has to deal with more of them than we all have to. Yeah, working oh, in God, customer yeah. service is terrible, but I have fortunately avoided that most of my life. Lucky. You're all lucky. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, I'm not missing it at all. I'm so glad I'm not doing <laughs> like, When I worked at this invent, the inventory company I worked at, oh yeah, we would constantly get mistaken for store employees, even though our uniforms had nothing to do with the store. And mm -hmm. it very clearly didn't say the store name on it. said the company name. 
So we still had to like use customer service, but it was even more frustrating since we don't even fucking work at the store. Oh, uh, people ask me about oh, stuff all so the time. Frustrating. I think it's that too nice thing. It is, like, yeah. Because when I'm in a store, I got to learn to have that mean face because people are like, hey, do you know where this is? And I'll tell them. It's to all those years of being a librarian. Yeah. Plus, I don't mind helping people. No, I really, it's, I'm not like bitching necessarily. Like, it was frustrating, yes, but like I still was nice and I still did it. You were so nice. I just though. didn't get the blatant ignorance that I clearly don't work at the store. Take two seconds in your brain to think. What does it say on the back of my uniform? It doesn't say fucking Safeway, does it? Doesn't that go back to Tyler? Yes, I'm working in the store. That doesn't mean I know where the fucking toilet brushes are. It's like the hold the door policy. Yeah, that's true. I'll hold the door for the first five or six people, but after that, someone should trade off. Yeah. And no one ever does. So you'll hold the door for a half hour for 200 people, and if one person (laughs) would just trade out every 10 or 12 people, it'd be fine. For sure. But you'd be there for three days. I do. I take it from people. Well, once again, it's that you were taught that though. You don't make them stand there for an hour. Well, they do, don't they? It's, be, it's something similar to that. Um, I heard a really good argument for anarchy. And I don't really want to promote anarchy as like a system because technically, it's not even a system. It's a lack of their only own. an anarchist would say that. Nice try. Yeah, we know you, we're on to you now. I'm not trying to promote we, it, okay. but there was a good. There's over. There's one great argument for it, and that's putting your shopping carts away at the shopping at the shopping center. There's no signs that tell you to do it. Well, sometimes it becomes a problem. At very few grocery stores, there are signs. But like most of the time, it's not a sign that tells you to do it. It's not a rule that we all just like have. You do it because it's the right thing to do? Yeah. It's like you're going to get arrested if you just leave it in the middle of the parking lot. Technically, parking lots are anarchy. There is no fucking traffic laws that cover what goes on in the parking lot. Parking it's literally just anarchy. But we all, most of us, most people... Just nicely put our shopping carts away just because it is the thing that you need to do. Back to the anarchy bit, though. I think we should be able to run over people that leave their carts in the parking space. <laughs> I think that would be an acceptable I agree. reaction. Yeah, I agree. We have a consensus yeah. because I hate it so much because you have to a lot of times get out and move it. Do you think parking lots should fall under the same laws as international waters? <laughs> it's just like this absolute anarchy. Like manslaughter is a thing, murder is a thing. I've seen some incredible turn into the, It'll turn into, like, bazaars where just drugs are popping well, Let me ask, everywhere. are you guys triggered when there's a dude with a massive $80,000 truck that parks in four spots oh, just yeah. so nobody can park around him, but he's really yeah. close to the front? It's fine if he does it in the fucking back 40. Yeah, I don't... Or, nobody you know, cares I've at that point. I've trailers before. Like, you got to take spots yeah. out in the back. Cool. There are people who literally live in Walmart parking lot in their trailers, and they, nobody, they do it respectively in the back. Where they're not in anybody's way. And that's fine. And they take up like a hundred parking spaces. But it's out but, the, No one's ever out there. Yeah. They're, but like to, yeah, to do that in the front of the store with your massive truck and stuff. I know someone that's very like passive aggressive. Nobody told and you they to park get that their truck. car in the lines, but as close to that person's driver's door as they oh, can yeah. where they can't get in. Yeah. I don't know. Have it's, you, but that's a good argument. That's anarchy, ran, isn't it? Have you ever ran over anybody? <laughs> like, no. Not in the not parking intentionally. lot? Did you want to? I've wanted to. Everyone, oh, anyone time. who has a driver's license has wanted to run yeah. someone over. Yes. Well, that's true. Oh, that's another point. It's 100% true. There isn't any children that have just gotten their license. If they've had it for more than five seconds, they've wanted to run someone over. This is accurate. Well, normally these children, there's a preconceived notion because these children have been to a parking lot with their parents who drive. And that road rage transfers too. Isn't that the ultimate sharing experiences with your children? Is like transferal road rage. Yes. Like you too it's will wonderful. be there, grasshopper. But what this is a great example for why anarchy would quickly fall apart. And I love how they're both polar opposite 
arguments, but both involve a parking lot because it's generally a place of anarchy. So because of the truck that does that or the assholes that are just stupid, it would quickly fall apart because of that, because there are those assholes, no matter what Yeah, but in a real people, anarchy system, we would eliminate the assholes and order would, would be we restored. Know? Would we? Uh, I know. So I'm married to someone that would. I That's think that laws. Tom alone would take out so many of the stupid people on earth that we almost would have no problem. The only ever. thing restraining him, I think, is the law yeah. right now. So Tom alone, not to mention probably millions of other people who would be like Tom. Wait. I'm all for peeling warning labels. I yeah. think that's all we need to do. Just remove warning labels. Oh, so let Darwinism? Yeah. yeah just like social let, Darwinism? I'm not going to go out of my way to kill stupid people. I'm just going to let stupid people kill themselves. Do you think <laughs> that maybe that's part of the problem is because we're so focused on safety and everybody's a super special little star that we have mm-hmm. not called the herd? Because if you're, you've been a farmer, you know you call things. There's It's not fun. No one likes it unless you're sadistic. But you call things for a reason, right? Yeah. We haven't been called for a while. I sometimes wonder That's if the true. Rona is calling. I've always had the theory that, you know, it's like Mother Nature, Mother Nature. I don't want to say it's like this mystical force or anything, because that's a little bit woo-woo for me. But it seems to be a very balanced set of systems that all work together symbiotically for whatever reason to keep life here, right? It's pretty it's just, savage, It's too. probably coincidental, and maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not trying to make that argument. What I'm trying to make the argument of is like... Is there, like, an answer? Is, like, the coronavirus, what you were saying, is it a way that Mother Nature is culling an overpopulation of human beings or something? Most animal species, you do get a disease that arises when you have overcrowding or too many old ones. or It's natural. Yeah. But we fought against that as humans. The coronavirus may just be that. If it... Let's use a different one for an example. Yeah, let's use a different one. There is a lot of evidence pointing that coronavirus peeling... possibly came from a lab, so we kind of accidentally created the coronavirus. How about peeling warning labels? Yeah, How many people do you think would label. self-eliminate? Not as many as it should, because most yeah. people don't read them anyway. But it would people definitely call a certain particular type of person in which we do... I wouldn't say we do need to eliminate, but if we did eliminate, or if just our Darwinism eliminated, you know... Maybe things would get a little better as far as evolution. Well, like, I read the other <laughs> there day... There are certain gene pools who should just not progress. I have to say that. Well, I read the other day that the and average baby's eugenic. IQ dropped during the pandemic. Like, it, most people born were about 100, and all the babies born, like, the majority of them were 80. How do they test a baby's but IQ? But how would you know that? Is yeah. that just crap they threw out on the news? Absolutely. 20 points is 100%. a lot. Because I know how journalism works. Yeah, that's true. Um, There's guy on Joe Rogan talking about it. He's like... He's like, literally, they just scour through these piles of these papers that get published. And not all of these papers that get published are good science. No. But if they're headline worthy, that's the business of news. They need the headlines that get the clicks now. Well, so they'll about- just put whatever fucking paper they think is a good headline out into the world. Is it and just that's- to keep people agitated? Yeah. And they want us to call our misinformation when they're the biggest progenitors of it. It's Well, have ridiculous. you guys have all seen, like, the TikTok or YouTube videos where, like, a lady's looking at her cell phone and a block falls on her head and kills her? <laughs> so, I mean, you talked about yeah. that, too. Is, is that I, part of the I calling? I can't stop like, watching that stuff. Well, I was watching this, like, lady. She was literally looking at it and a bus hit her. Because uh-huh. I don't want to look at my it is, phone. It is literally Darwinism playing out. Survival of the fittest. If you're not adaptable to, like, use a cell phone smartly or responsibly and not get hit by a bus, then you... You're going to hit by a bus. Well, well, the bus and the block are different scenarios. Well, the yeah. block is an accident you can't avoid. Whether she was looking at her phone or not, yeah. she was going to get That's hit. That's a different, whole different she thing. She was in that area at the bad time. She was hit with a block. A bus is on a street. 
Hopefully. Well, mm-hmm. she walked into a construction area yeah. and didn't read the signs. See, that's totally on her. Oh, okay. Exactly. But if it was totally one of those freak, on like a rock but, falling yeah. off a yeah. mountainside. Okay. So okay. It, it depends on the situation. Walking into the street and getting hit by a bus and you weren't looking, that's on you. The bus can't stop instantly. And last time I checked, humans aren't capable of phase shifting, so she should have <laughs> been able to look at something. Yeah. And learned. there's a curb normally, so she had a six-inch <laughs> warning before death. Okay, that's that's normally enough for most people. I'm it's never true. looking at curbs the same it's way again. Six-inch warning. <laughs> it's, well, it's like I, I a wanna, speed bump before death. I want to expand on this a little bit because I have some thoughts about that. So, like, one of the biggest hurdles of automating cars... And having like the best traffic system utopia you've oh, ever even dreamed of. The trolley. Because you can have all if all of us had an automated car with an advanced system that could talk to all the other cars and figure out where they're all at, traffic wouldn't be a fucking problem anymore. Ever. The biggest hurdle to that is fucking stupid people who don't pay attention to where they are. Because they don't know how to ethically program these systems to who do we run over? The guy on the bike or the mother with the fucking or like thing over here? Why are they in the middle of the fucking road? This is what bugs me. It well, really triggers me because it's like why are these people that stupid that they're going to be in the way of an automated vehicle in the fucking first place? They know how to act as a human, right? They should know not to just go in the middle of a fucking busy road and get hit. And this is preventing my utopia from happening. I think having an elevated <laughs> train system for transporting would be a lot easier. because It's, then you it's a thing that it kind of already exists. Into it. Yeah. You know, it's out of the way. You wouldn't worry about running into a deer. You wouldn't worry about running into a person. That's true. Birds are still a problem, but I don't know how to get around them. Well, we're not programming ethics yeah. in hitting animals. That's not even an issue. Yeah. That fucking automated car will run that deer over. There's it doesn't even some care. some sort of pulse that you could put yeah. out that would disrupt the birds, but then it might hurt them in the long term. But they would just yeah. use that on us. Can't be talking about that. Oh, See, I'm sorry. It's the Jurassic Park so- problem. Oh. <laughs> this is the InGen paradox. The InGen okay? paradox. As I've coined that. Well, um, I would love more trains because then you have less drivers yeah, overall. That's true. I, the reduction in drivers would actually make me happy. There, there's a lot of smart people who are developing better public transit. We're not going to get that here in places like Idaho. But we could still be a part of like the automated vehicle network, necessarily. But so that relies still cause, on people, that problem you're talking problem. about. There's like, going to be the lady that's got a toddler that's thrown a fit and she's not paying attention to where she's at. Yeah. Or you've got some old dude that's, that's out of his problem. mind. Why do I have to lose my utopia... Because people just don't like That's me as a person. That's the most American when, thing you've ever said. I, I'm very. This is something I will like. My opinion won't change much on this because it's like I don't put a lot of effort into this. But when I'm out walking around in a town or a city or anything, I'm very like aware of my surroundings, and I'm going to make sure I don't walk into the busy road where cars are driving because these are like tons of steel driving at speeds they shouldn't. <laughs> they have no business being. So driving you're talking at. about awareness. Yeah. Don't put yourself in the situation where you're going to get run over. But there are can, accidents that legitimately happen. You can blame other There's people nothing you can do about Marie. that. That shouldn't even be part of the factor that prevents these automated systems from being. Because accidents do happen, and it's like you're never going to avoid that. There's never going to be enough bubble wrap to wrap everybody in. Do you think there'll be less accidents, accidents with the automated system? I think Yes, car be. accidents, yeah. yeah. Traffic fatalities wouldn't even be a thing anymore except by freak accident. I don't know. There wouldn't be like drunk drivers anymore. It wouldn't even exist. That's hundreds of thousands of people's lives saved right there. Yeah, but then it's like a relinquishing of autonomy. Yeah. Can we trade hundreds of thousands of lives to prevent drunk driving for a couple dumbasses who walk in front of a fucking car like an idiot? Because they do. They're retarded. I like the phase shifting thing. <laughs> Maybe we should put R&D money into phase shifting. Or just wrap everybody... Fuck it. Wrap everybody in bubble wrap. I don't think it'll just absorb it. enough impact. We'll do, if we're going to be a nanny state, let's go all in and just... 
Let's all wrap in bubble wrap and, and protect ourselves as much as we can from every little danger that exists. I don't like that idea. It's like calluses. You don't develop them without blisters. That's very true. That's yeah. kind of how science works, too. How are we going to get those existential <laughs> blisters, then? We won't. That's, that's the point. But we'll be so protected from literally everything. It'll you be think fine. that's why people, like, grouped up by, like, type of people, though? Like, you think rural America used to be where people that were kind of just wanted to be left alone and mm-hmm. do their own thing. We want to learn from our mistakes. We want to And we have a free. bunch of idiots, That's too. what liberty I is. Mean, I'm, re- I'm related yeah. to some really interesting characters, and I'm an idiot a lot of the time, but it's still, like, yeah. overall... I mean, yeah, I'm guilty of this, some of this stuff, too. Overall, though, it's you like... You can't be perfect. You don't need to be told every move to make, and then I always thought suburbia was a nice place for conformity, because... It is. Because I know you're listening to this. It's required to survive. You better mow survival. your yard, or the HOA yeah, will get you. Damn it. Mow your mow damn your grass. Okay. <laughs> See, like then, me though, I don't... his little story with his HOA thing is so. I like, love it. He needs to so come on much. next week and tell that because I love it. Because like, like my... I hate HOA. I hate the very idea. That's of it. why I, I have oh. literally no covenants on my land yeah. at all. But it's just because I'm such a believer in liberty, personal liberty for all. Because that's fucking what America is. You don't want. I'm sick grass. of all this authoritarianism. Why do you hate perfect yards. What's wrong with you? Because yards in the first place are just stupid. Just really being honest here. Tyler, do you like yards? What do you need green grass for? It doesn't fucking matter. <sighs> If you have to put a system, an industrial system, to transport water onto your grass in the ground, it has no business being there in the first place. I, I'm all If it for doesn't rock grow, it, why is it I there? I love their escaping. Rock gardens are low maintenance. Mm-hmm. They require no water. You mm-hmm. can do it easily. I'm all for having a small patch of something you can lay in or sit on. Mm-hmm. I think an actual yard is ridiculous, but my yeah. front yard has planter boxes with our garden in it. My backyard has planter boxes with a garden in it. We have raspberries. We but, have practical use things. But they're, but the soccer moms love their stupid sod. Well, also, you that costs literally spend, thousands to take I think care that's of. a cultural thing, though, because like is. you don't have to spend doesn't mean extra money a month watering useless yard because yeah. if you notice around the house it's i an, have literally no yard in the summer because i don't want to pay to water it it's an I empty, water the garden it's an extremely empty flex on your neighbor saying I, my yard's greener it's a big thi- it's a big dick swinging contest most of the time to yeah have but a you can make yard. that dick swinging a lot easier because Very if true. you replaced your grass with like woolly time or clover something yeah, that something takes is infinitely mm. less water but they don't they don't get you'll never grass. have to mow it oh and it smells yeah. so good yeah, you'll never have to mow it. But and this is this is a concept. This is a concept that millennials are killing, having pointless fucking stupid yards with green grass. Doesn't need, who needs it? You've seen my lawn. It's, if it doesn't fucking grow by itself out of the ground, it's not going in my fucking yard. Well, I like using that space, like you said, for practical things. Like I would much rather eat some raspberries, and I love grass. But if I want grass, mm-hmm. I'm gonna live on the coast. Where the grass is green year round, like it, it's honestly there. It makes sense yeah. to have a nice yard, and I love fields, but. Here, it's North Idaho. It's droughttopia. I'm uh-huh. not going to spend... Meanwhile, our neighbor across the street, they're all yuppie fucking... You know what I mean. I they want to be fancy all the time. They're constantly watering their goddamn lawn. I think it might be a Wasting all the clean drinking thing, water. Because my grandpa's obsessed with yards. Some people are. It's boomers. But millennials are killing this idea. I know it. Well, my, we my don't care about yards. former boss pointed out that a lot of people water their yawns every single day. They water it for 15 minutes in the morning or the evening. So wasteful. And it trains your grass to have shallow roots that go just under That's the surface. Very true, You're yeah. essentially just maintaining the sod. Mm-hmm. If you water it twice a week for 45 to 50 minutes, you're teaching your grass to go farther into the ground. Yeah. And if you don't water it, they're going to have the roots to sustain the plants. You wouldn't have to get as much 
dangerous, harmful fertilizer sprayed on it either. Well, and my friend in town, to she lives it. in Sandpoint, she put in a special type of grass that never needs mowed or watered. It's some I mean. sort we, of drought. And stuff it's, like that it's is nice. totally fine. And I then just, ripped out all her yard and it's all plants that I'm, don't need water. I'm a very, yeah. I'm a very utilitarian type of person. I don't like when people do stupid, pointless stuff, and it. Well, I read wasteful. all the time about there's droughts everywhere, and I'm like, well, why do you have grass? That's what I mean. Because that yards take. Yeah. Well, in fact, my, my yard is my ugly by by fancy people's standards, but it's like, does it have oh, to be I'm pretty? A... Like, who gives a shit? Tom's on his way. I'm a big fan of rock gardens, like like you. I love xeriscaping. In fact, that's what I'm gradually re- cool. taking everything. I love gravel. Pea yeah. gravel's the greatest. You can rake it and put a couple no planters on it. It's the coolest Just looking thing. Just every once in a while, you got to get rid of some weeds that pop up through it. Yeah. And or you can be like, like succulents and rock. Hydrogen peroxide. Those succulents. are great. You just throw a pile of rocks with some dirt over it, and succulents are happy forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put a hen and chicks in that stump out there. I put a little dirt in it like 15 years ago. I literally do nothing to that thing. Mm-hmm. It just hangs. It's I'm cool. cool. And there's some plants like yarrow and hyssop and stuff. They last, You do, I literally do nothing with them. I cut mm. them back once a year. Yeah, not a lot of work. And they yeah. keep erosion from happening because erosion is kind of a problem with the wind and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, just My, a lush green yard. The, you, know what, you know what formed the opinion of all this that, that I've been ranting about? Jerky. Is, no, not jerky. <laughs> it, I, I love how wonderfully it ties into that whole thing, though, because again, how pointless jerky is, really. But um, it, when I worked for a landscaping company, Okay. Oh, the amount of money. This is what spend. made me form these such strong opinions about lawns. It's because, like, the amount of work that went into pruning the stupid bushes that don't need to be there, and they don't even look that good anyway at the airport, or the fucking stupid... Eight, when I was mowing HOA home, and everyone's so goddamn picky about stupid shit. It's just like, what a waste of energy for me, for this company, and for you guys to even care. Makes the company wealthy. I barely saw any of that wealth. I got a paycheck. Woo. Well, that was... I meant the company, not you. Yeah. Landscaping. Oh, I know. Because everybody has landscaping companies, so it must be yeah. lucrative. It's very lucrative. But it's like a, such a waste of resources from this planet and, and energy for anybody involved in the whole thing. Well, like, they said... Do you know how much fucking petroleum we burned? I know. They said that Just Americans' obsession with having a green yard goes back to our flipping the bird to the aristocracy because they're the ones that traditionally had lush green yards. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we starting to all try to be aristocracy? Hubris? It's not very fun. Hasn't anybody realized it's not fun to to be that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's nice to be weighted on hand and foot. We haven't technically had to eat jerky for, like Tyler said, a long time. Jerky is a very luxury thing now. It's not like we need it. I know. It's, it's different if you go on a hike and you got to have some We should start a trend of salt curing meat again. Like, oh, I've got a ham mm -hmm. and a... And just a vat of salt out yeah. back. Let's just regress fun, as, a, right? as, a, as a society. It could be like, Pocket. you know, instead of the like, caviar, yeah. it's like, oh, I've got, well, you know, here's the thing. There. By necessity, anyway, we are regressing as a society because, like, with hyperinflation and all the bullshit going on, we're probably going to be living on salted meats soon. Lazy. See, this yeah, is the too. part that I resent of them wrecking everything is we finally got to a place where it's kind of awesome as far as uh, convenience goes, and then they're just going to kick it, yeah. like, in the head Thanks and kill it. Man. Well, no, and I mean, it's just sad because I'm lazy, actually. And, and me too. We've gotten to, we've gotten the luxury of being lazy for well, years. Well, and I know what it takes to not, well, and you grew up that way too. You know how much work it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I we canned every year. 
A lot of our stuff ended up being bad, though, because my mom made the mistake of telling me that when the lid pops down, it was done, and we could move on to the next batch. Oh. So 10-year-old me is like, I'll just push all the lids down, and I'm done. We can move on to the next batch. <laughs> I was unaware of nice. this, oh, that God. you had to let them naturally flip. So yeah. half of the stuff we canned ended up being bad because... Someone was pushing the lids down. Oh, wasted labor. I didn't actually know this was a bad thing. You live and you learn. Until you were older? Until I married my wife and she was canning and I walked through the kitchen and pushed all the lids down and she (laughs) was standing there. What are you doing? I'm like, well, I... It's they're done now. Let's do the next batch. She's like, no. Now we get to redo everything because we don't know if they're actually sealed or not. Was that a fun day? You that know? sounds like a fun day. It's a fun way to learn, though. Yeah, I didn't know. I was twenty five years old, and yeah. I've been doing that since I was and ten. Nobody had corrected you. Well, my mom did an assembly line. She did the blanching and the peeling. I did the blanching out in the. I'd be pissed outside. if I did that much work and half my stuff didn't seal. Well, how was I supposed to know? Not you. I wouldn't have been mad at you. I would have been mad at myself. I would have been like, hmm. Because you can yeah. hear them pop shut. Yeah. Well, we were members of the gleaning gleaners group. Well, so we had gleaners. an overabundance of fruit every year. Fruit oh, yeah. and vegetables we ended up canning. So we had boxes and boxes of stuff. You guys were so one of those I people. I heard about the apples. That we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. And you get tired but see, of finding two... out ways to use your canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm about to hide there. It's the smoke. So, so how can we solve world hunger? We Give everybody zucchini seeds. America is fucking notorious. Rip out your yard and plant for, zucchini. For our food waste. We are. We wait, but a lot the of rest that of is because of, of, of law. Yeah. It's legalese. Well, because you can, if you can't... Well, all the trees that we're planting in parking lots could be fruit trees and provide the same shade mm-hmm. and oh, grow I, at the same rate and still provide the, uh, food for random people. I just did a survey <laughs> from the Arbor Day Foundation, some weird nonprofit about planting trees, and I'm all for planting trees. Plant all the fucking trees. I don't give a shit. Well, in Indian, I don't know why we don't have more. They were saying in the letter that there's a lot of people against planting trees because they're who different. Who would be like, against planting like, trees? Like, literally, there's nothing that could ever go wrong in the world from planting too many... There's no such thing as too many trees. But I'm like him, plant trees that yield, like, down in Arizona and stuff, you can just be walking along the street and there'll be a big old grapefruit hanging there, and you're just like, yeah. There's actually places that I think... India does that because of lack of space. There's places in California that are now making laws about that, well, and why it's a, not? It's, a ni- it's actually not a bad standard from California. Okay, free tree there. people. We do not need more red fur. Like, yeah, there are every some year in Arbor Day, trees. they give it. Well, I mean, in Nor- here in North Idaho, we have a million red furs. Like, That's what I mean. I would love to plant. Let's plant some apple trees. And like, I don't know if they know this, but trees kind of plant themselves. You know, there's, you know a, what, though, there's an entire trees reproductive need process. maintenance to yield correctly, though. Trees, and is yeah. that part of the problem? Is the pruning and stuff? Would people actually get off their ass? There would be help? a lot of bad fruit, though. If we planted more fruit trees, feed it to the pigs. Well, they end up pruning the trees they're planting anyway. Their costs would be the same. It would just have more productive results. And they'd be beautiful. Very true. You need a bag and straw to grow mushrooms. Point taken. And I mean, they're edible. My dad harvests them literally year round, and he just Mm -hmm. keeps a five gallon bucket in his garage. And I mean, he's got mushrooms running out of his ears. But do you think it's that effort thing again? Because even though it's a low effort thing to us, most people, yeah, you could grow it in your closet in your bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's really easy. You need uh, Tupperware, which is like five bucks at Walmart. Yeah. And like, and like you said, straw. Some straw right, you can get straw. Yeah. And you can patty, even buy the spores already pre-drilled newspa- in a little log. Everybody's yeah. got newspaper or some kind of bullshit junk mail laying around. Well, have you seen how much you they can turn that into mushrooms? a perfect medium for mushroom yeah. growing? Mushrooms are it. stupid expensive. Yeah. 
It's but another one of those designer foods we were talking about. Yeah, but they're for easy some to reason. propagate. For food-wise, you wouldn't go hungry as long as you right. had a dark place that you could grow mushrooms. Which most of us, especially if you're living in an apartment complex, I'm sure there's some dark place in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a five-gallon bucket with holes in it and straw. And that's yep. all my dad uses. It's all he's ever used. Well, one year I kept um, in my bathroom, I, had, I took an old Rubbermaid shelving unit and I put my grow lights, which are just fluorescent units. I just put the bulbs in and I kept a salad garden going. You just plant lettuce every two weeks and so i just rotated it, it is through. it a matter it wasn't of that much um, work so is it a lack of education then for some of the starving countries quote unquote starving countries it might be lack of availability do they just not know how to like get these food sources to to sustain and keep like because well everybody here it's a really big colonialism problem, and white people. but we're sitting here talking about really easy solutions to like grow mushrooms you can eat for years and be fine you, you can live off if mushrooms you don't have if you have cultural to. stability though like yeah. look at the poor people in afghanistan all the stuff that they built the last 20 years just got mowed over Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it. It's hard to think about growing mushrooms when you don't know if you're going to be ripped out of your house and made a slave. That's true. Well, yeah, there's those problems. Well, it's like the but... $600 stimulus check. <laughs> okay, you can what take the $600 if you have money already and turn it into several million. You could. But you have to have your needs already met and know what to do with it. Absolutely. If you don't know what to do with the small amount, you're not going to get the big amount. If you can't focus on... It's like our it's technological advancement over the last 200 years. What happened is, is we hit a point where we could produce more than we had to, which opened up the availability for someone to focus on something other than what they needed. Yep. Which is why we advanced so fast so, over the last 200 why years. In the world like the birth we, of the middle class. Why in the world did we end up at square one again, where like the literal... Vast majority of our population is barely getting by. Well, there's, how did we end up at that rate? I feel when like we're so abundant, of people talking about. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. We have so much abundant there's wealth so, here. It's like when I watch any kind of fucking stupid corporate TV. Okay, I usually just watch Netflix and stuff I pay for. But if you go, you flip on cable. Ugh. Everything they advertise, I'm like, who the fuck has money to buy a brand new fucking Mercedes anymore? Just, ten people, actually, and they spend millions on advertising, so ten people can buy a drugs, fucking Mercedes. Brady. Most of the commercials are drugs. Yeah, that's very true. I think most of the wealth in this country right now is concentrated in people over about 50. Very true. They have a lot of... Because we were just talking about young people. I've been reading article after article in our region. No one can afford rent, or rent's gone up $1,000. That's mean, what I'm saying. And like, Who's out there buying Mercedes? They're spending millions to advertise these cars, and there's 18 different cars every year that come out, and they're all over fucking $50,000 now. So it's like, who the fuck is buying all these cars that keeps them being able to pay millions in advertising? I'm still trying to figure that out. It's like the jerky problem. The who jer- the fuck's keeping the jerky industry alive? Mm-hmm. Mattress stores is another thing. In Spokane specifically. Mattress Very notorious. Store. There's a mattress store every half mile. There's not that many people buying new beds, and I know that for a fact. It's got to be a drug front or something. Because Maybe they're in Congress. There's the so many mattresses people. in Spokane. There's more mattresses than there are fucking people in Spokane. Well, how often do you guys buy a mattress? How do they stay mattress? in business? I buy one like every yeah. 10 years. I know how much it costs to pay rent. I've never a mattress in my life. What? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 99% of the population of Spokane buys a new mattress like every 20 years. Yet there's a mattress store every fucking half well, mile maybe there. there's people that are addicted to buying mattresses. There's like eight people in Spokane who can afford to buy a new mattress all well, the time to keep to these places ads, alive. You're this supposed to get a new mattress every four to five years. That's fucking I, just that. That's a the yeah. mattress I'm currently using is 15 years old. That's and that's it still called works. that's called brainwashing. I get, um, I get in what is that a yeah. memory foam one every 10 years because that's about yeah. how long they last. Yeah, and that's it's, true. And I spend about 300 bucks. I'd on say it 10 years like, is a good. They think you need to spend two to five thousand on a mattress. There's no mattress alive that I want to spend that much on. That's totally understandable if there was three mattress stores. You're just wondering. There's, how there's literally like 150 fucking mattress stores in Spokane, 
I'm still trying. I if it's not a drug front, there's no explanation. Is for it, it like resorts? I know in how Mexico? much rent. I know much rent costs at these commercial buildings, and it's not enough to justify. It's, compared to how many people are buying mattresses, it doesn't make sense. The numbers don't add up. Yeah, well, car lots too. There's literally like eighty fucking car lots in Spokane, just on spray, and only like. 25 people can buy a new car every year in Spokane. The rest of us are like, you know, oh. if a car, it's out of necessity normally. I'll buy a car every I just didn't years. understand why there's so many car lots. Drug fronts, prostitution fronts. It's organized crime. It has to be. Well, Can't a lot figure of the people I know that have money don't buy cars. They lease them. Because it's the same payment yeah, for as sure. buying the car, and yeah. they have none of the maintenance costs. Yeah, if they something don't own the breaks, car. they drop it off and get a brand new car. Yeah. They don't have to pay for the oil changes. They don't have to pay for the... Anything. It's and what's just paying all three paid for. And what's paying three grand cash when you so, sign a new lease or something? Yeah, right? speaking of, of this, though, 100%, we're going to have another cash for clunker soon. Because mm-hmm. how would, nobody can afford a fucking car loan right now with well, the interest rate going up. And, and they, they need to sell these brand new cars. They keep paying millions of dollars to advertise every fucking year. And they keep making the goddamn new cars for some goddamn reason. There's no used cars right now either. Not That's what very I mean. many of because them. Because of the last cash for clunkers, the, there's no used cars. If you don't have $1,500, you're not getting a running car, period. Well, the interesting thing is I noticed like a 2015 Toyota Tundra caught with 70,000 miles cost more than a new one. Yeah. Why Why is that? That's what I'm saying. This, the car market is so weird. I don't understand how it can perpetuate the way it does without government welfare, I... which is usually what keeps it alive. Especially because most of the cars we drive anymore are imported because they're just better. Because the American car market just kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. No. They, they're they very shady in the way they do business, and they make shitty cars. Do you think the jerky they're people... They're constantly getting welfare from the government. The jerky people probably It's the same jerky too. people, yeah. yeah. But it's like... It's just a weird industry. Like, I've had 13 cars in my life, because I, I was so poor as, like, a young adult. I only got a new car out of necessity, and I could not go get a loan. So it was a beater with a heater. So I had to get a beater with a heater. But you used to be able to get a running, driving car that would get you would get at least six months out of with nothing... No maintenance or anything for like 400 bucks. Not now. So I would just save up 400 bucks and get a running driving car. Now you can't do that. If you, like I said, if you don't have 1500 bucks at the very least, you're not getting a running or car. Or if you have an 800. Unless you know a guy who knows a guy. Or if you have an 800 credit score, you don't have to spend any money at all. You just walk in and get the car. Exactly. But then you're in debt. That's yeah, true. but like who most has of the credit score. So, but I think the real. <laughs> I'm not that's saying true. anything right you, now. There's a few of us like you. Mine's, mine's at 725 because Which I, is just still don't, really good. I just don't have credit. It turns out, by the way, another cheat code. It turns out you can just have really shitty credit for 20 years. Or not, I'm exaggerating, but for most people like who are it. older who have shitty credit. You can have a really shitty credit for 20 years and then just pay it off. And then your credit score goes up fucking miles. Instead of having a credit card and doing the right thing, it's which takes a lot of time to build up your credit. Just get shitty credit for 10 years and, and pay it off. One of the greatest scams on humanity your... is letting people use that score to dictate all the things to us that they do. Yeah. Remember, it wasn't supposed to be used for anything other than determining the interest rate of a loan. And now it's like, oh, you can't move in here. Your insurance costs more. Social blah, blah, blah. security number was never intended to be yeah. an identification factor. In fact, there's laws against it, yet now it is. So. Oh, I think Squatch it's one of those is things, here. Things, like, things evolve. We kidnapped your brew, buddy. Right. Well, well we're, that we're was a fun good. conversation yep. about a rant about waste and stuff. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was all the jerky's fault. The goddamn jerky. I know. Tom, what's your opinion on jerky? I don't. Exactly. Uh, I don't. On, on that note. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>